Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. We've got a great show. we got my man, the Ween Dog is here. What's up, dude? Greg Wilson. McCoy there he is. A little bit. we got Don Fry. we got Anthony Njikawani, who is a, a classic fighter who's in one championship right now looking for a fight or he's waiting for a fight. It's going to be a great show. Uh, man, this was a crazy weekend in MMA. Crazy. Crazy, crazy weekend. You know, it's funny because, like, when the fight first got announced, everybody was on the Costa train. Costa, 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 Costa. And I was like, everybody, everybody was on the <laughs> a lot of train. people, a, a lot, lot of people. Because I feel like there was one guy here that wasn't on the costume train. You weren't, and I wasn't originally. Well, until I'm also friends with his man, his wrestling coach, and uh, I don't know. I, I kind of help him out with jokes sometimes. So I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. So I'm kind of biased, but uh, but the thing is, is that um, I was like, I haven't seen enough of him. How many times I go? I we've only seen him have a couple fights. He looked great against Romero. But are, are we? Is this is this too much too soon? And everyone's like, no, Costa, 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 Costa. And people started really hating Israel. I think the hate for his personality made people jump on the Costa train that much more. But I really wasn't that sold on him. And here's why: because we don't know how good a guy is till he could a come back, and b also have all eyes on him. The Romero fight, yes, there were eyes on him, but not like this fight. This fight, yeah. there were all eyes on him. And I hate to say it, but the guy did not perform to his ability. I mean, when you say he didn't perform, I feel like you're taking away from how well Izzy performed, which I said he was the more clever fighter. And we've seen this before. Timing beats power. And, and it proved itself again. Well, I called him the fake Ricky Martin. And uh, afterwards, he was limping La Vida Loca. Okay. But I'm just saying that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> good joke. I mumbled it. Good joke. Okay, like but I'm saying, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I also think that he didn't do what got him there. What got him there was he was an all-out brawler, exciting fighter, going forward, taking punches, and for some reason he became a kickboxer and played the game of Israel. And you're not going to win that. You're never going to out-wrestle Ben Askren. You're never going to out-jujitsu Damian Maya. And you're not going to out-kickbox Stylebender. It's just not going to happen. Granted, maybe if he's looking for other things, then you could sort of, like the Kelvin Gastelum fight where he wasn't ready for that. But the guy from Italy, Marvin Vittori, Vittori. he's the guy who seemed to lay out the game plan on how to beat this guy, which is to take him down, close the distance, and rough him up. Now, granted, a lot easier said than done. I mean, I can't do it. Uh, I think all three of us together can't do it. Well, actually, I like to know that. <laughs> but... I don't know. It's one of those things where he said afterwards, listen, I was dealing with an injury. I don't want to make excuses. 
as soon as someone says, I don't make excuses, you know there's an excuse coming. You might as well not even say it, right? I was going to say, already, already, already said it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make excuses, but I was dealing with an injury. But no excuses. Like, what well, the heck? You just said there. You just put out an excuse. It's like when a girl says, I've been doing some thinking. You're like, oh, fuck. It's, it's, it's never good. It's, it's never, yeah. uh, it's, it's never like Ken and Brandon used to have a joke where anytime a girl said, I've been doing some thinking, it's never followed by, and I need to suck your dick more. It's, it's never like, <laughs> that never happens. Um, never happens. So, uh, and listen, I've met Stylebender a couple times. He was a really nice guy. I met him at the MMA Awards. He went up to me. He was like, hey, man, how's it going? We, we took a picture. He was just a, he asked me about like my family. Like one of these guys you meet, you're like, wow, what a personable guy. Now that's not the same guy in the octagon. In the octagon, he's a straight killer. In, in which case, Greg, do you think he went too far by having butt sex with the guy afterwards and then coming on the guy's coat. Um, <laughs> you, you who, who did, what now? After Israel won, he uh, then, uh, he, the guy was down. He mocked fucking him in the butt. Like he banged Oh, right, right. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Then he went after him and he faked jerking off all over the guy's face. Now that's my buddy right there, Eric, okay? And Eric is the wrestling coach. And he, I think he said, I'm coming for Valkanowski. Don't hate, just so you know, we're coming Valkanovsky. And he said, I'm coming on your face. So that was his like his way of saying, you know, take take this come and shove it kind of a thing. But um, do you think that was too much? Because people say he might have crossed the line. Well, I mean, yeah, it is too much, but let's put it in context. Paolo Costco had been so aggressive with him with the insults and the shots taking and things like that. Uh, and to me, Costa started it and he opened the door and he's the one that had taken it to that level. So to me, I mean, it's like, right, you know, with, with what had happened with, uh, you know, um, McGregor, McGregor and Khabib and Khabib, you know, talking to him and saying shit, then going out, you know, and then going, it's like, well, Connor had, had stoked that flame. Connor had said, now well, the one thing, I mean, if well, that he, hadn't he, existed and then he did that, then you'd well, be like, yeah, you figured, what kind of champ are you? But considering how much Costa had thrown gas on this fire, I, I don't see that it's, it, to me, Costa had already taken it there. And this is what happens when you do that. Well, I don't think it's a genuine comparison because he didn't jump out of the cage and beat up his training partner and everybody else in the, in the same. Right, so again, by comparison, not so bad. Yeah, not so bad. <laughs> but there has to be a limit because, all right, so now we've got to the point where a guy <coughs> knocks him out or hurts him and then has butt sex with him, right, and jerks off on his coach. Like, where do you go from there? Like, are we going to teabag next? Are we going to have, like, Hell his, yeah, whole, dude. his whole team <laughs> come and, like, have, like, a gangbang with the guy on the ground? I mean, there has to be an end point, right? Because we can't just keep going. If we keep raising the, the bar, there's going to be a glory hole in the octagon. I, I mean, we, have to, <laughs> we got to stop somewhere, right? Uh, listen, that, that's the thing. I mean, it, it, it started with the McGregor formula because that kind of shit talking created such buzz, sold so many pay-per-views. It is so great. Now, now fighter after fighter is trying to shit talk his way to the top. The difference, obviously, was Connor was an incredible fighter and could back it up. But, but, but I think that formula of this is how you get big fights. This is how you get a, a fight versus a top 10 guy is you just piss them the fuck off so that they say your name and then they have to fight you and then there's buzz and you sell the pay-per-views, but then you wind up with shit like this on the back end. I don't, I feel like the genie's out of the bottle. I don't think you can put it back because guys coming up are going to always go to this to try and raise their-, their Well, I don't uh, think that's how you get the fight. You get the fight by being Yo Romero. 
I think that once probably, Agreed. I think once guys figure, hey, we're getting a part of the pay-per-view sales, we have to sell this fight, then it's like, hey, let's, let's make the fight even bigger so we all get paid more. Um, and I think that's what's happening here, is that they're like, you know what? I think the top guys get part of the pay-per-view. But it does get you noticed, and it does get you, you know, followers on Twitter and retweets, and then you wind up getting considered for those matches that lead to this one. I mean, it's just kind of it, the blueprint is there, guy. and I again, I don't, I don't think you can stop it now. I think guys will always try to do this now. Well, there was a guy named Norman Smiley, a wrestler back in the '90s, and his whole thing was before he beat you, he would, he would, he would hump you in the butt, and everybody loved it. But for some reason, everyone hates it when this guy does it. Uh, wrestling. I mean, come on. <laughs> one's a real sport, one's scripted entertainment. It's a little different. Uh, I also think that Costa, look, Israel, I, I watched, I was on Kevin Lee's Instagram, and Kevin Lee said Israel was back in the gym on Monday. He's right. back in the gym on Monday. He, he won the title on Saturday night. You know, that's the kind of guy he is. Costa gets really out of shape. I mean, I don't even know how he, I think it's a different Costa. I, like, I think there's a fat Costa and a skinny Costa. There's Costa and Costco. Yeah, I mean, seriously, <laughs> holy. I've never seen a you guy. You get volume-sized Costa. Wow. I mean, you I've never pasta seen a Costa. Yeah. like that. Holy shit. And I think that that's also a problem. Now, I want to talk to McCorkle about um, Stylebender's right nipple. Because it seemed like it was... Right! It's a, he, I even tweeted about that. He's like a hot chick with one messed up titty. Like, it's kind of, he's got a dangler on one side. It's so weird. It's the only part of his body. That's, but that's not. It always used to be like that. I feel like it's, his nipple is social distancing from his chest right now. <laughs> so are mine, dude. But what I, but, but, but people are saying, that's a, people are saying, and I don't know if it's true, it's why I want to talk to the expert, Sean McCorkle, that that's an effect of steroids. That basically, you take these, the juice and you're, you get man tits and your tits start going different ways. I mean, even John Jones pointed that out. Well, John Jones is, is accused people of steroids is a problem. Uh, <laughs> That's a big problem. Yeah. So I, I want to talk to McCorkle. He seems to know this stuff. I know he studied it in college. So um, we got to talk <laughs> to him about that. Now, Chimaev called out Israel. This guy, Chimaev, uh, he said, give me the skinny guy, right? Which is, I mean, these guys from uh, Dagestan or he's from Chechnya, they're a different breed of person. Like, like they come out of the womb. They don't get diapers. They get singlets. You know, like, they're just a different, <laughs> I mean, because, like, fucking, uh, Khabib goes, send me location. Like, when somebody says, I want to fight you, he goes, send me location. He doesn't care where it is, if it's a parking lot, whatever. Fucking Shemayev just says, give me a skinny guy. I mean, it's a different kind of person. Like, they don't even care where, they don't even look at, they go, I want skinny guy. Like, that's how he watches the fight. And it's almost like they don't speak English as their first language. <laughs> how do you think? How do you think doing like a, a comedy set in front of a room full of Dagestani wrestlers would go? Do you think it'd go over well? I think you'd have to do crowd work. I think once you start making fun of them, they would laugh, and then you would borderline they would kill you. Yeah. Uh, but I think you'd have to walk that line. Uh, I think I would uh, not take that gig. I, I'd, be like, <laughs> I'd be like, I can't do it, but I know a guy who would love to take this gig. And then uh, they would email Adam Hunter. Yeah, I, I would totally take that gig. Are you kidding? I know you would. Uh, Khabib actually seems pretty funny. He always calls Daniel Cormier a fat man, like on Instagram. He seems like actually a pretty funny guy. Um, He's not wrong. Yeah, well... <laughs> So, yeah, so then Neil Magny then came out and said, Shemayev, you're going to learn about skinny guys. Um, 
that's a good fight. That's I like that fight. I mean, based on Neil Magny's last two fights, it's a good fight. If you would have told me two fights ago, I'd say no, Neil Magny, you want none of that. But how he looked against Robbie Lawler and how he looked against who did he beat before that? Somebody he beat somebody that he looked really good against. Um, the Dosanjo? No, he lost to Dosanjos, I think. He beat somebody that I was like, wow, Neil Magny's back. Um, forgot who it was, but yeah, I like that fight. And then even Ali Abdulaziz, who's the manager of Chamaya. Did Magny lose his last fight? No, he beat Robbie Lawler. Uh, oh, that was the last one? But before that, he won too. He beat somebody that like... I'm gonna try to pull it up right now. He beat somebody yeah. that was been around for a while and like, it was one of those things where he looked, I don't know if he looked good or the other guy looked bad, but... but oh, was, yeah, 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 yeah. He beat uh, Anthony Rocco Martin, Jing Jing Ling, and he lost to Santiago Ponzinibbio. No, but after that, he, he, he won two in a row. Well, he's on a three-fight winning streak right now. Who, who did he beat before uh, Robbie Lawler? Uh, Anthony Rocco Martin. Okay, all right. Yeah, Rocco Martin's a tough guy. Underrated guy. Very underrated. Um, he's a guy that's always in a fight. So, yeah, good for him, man. Um, now, uh, so, yeah. So, then I'll tell you where I was dead wrong uh, was the Jan Blakovic. Yeah! Again, Wilson calls it again. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, dude. I was on the Yon train as well. That's right. You and I, we were the ones that took Yon. Everybody else, including Don Fry, took uh, Dominic Reyes. Well, it's hard to not pick Dominic Reyes with how good he looked against John Jones, how yeah. he knocked out Chris Weidman in 12 seconds. I mean, I'll tell you when I got nervous about this. And I like Dominic Reyes. We're, we actually chat a little bit on, uh, on, on Instagram. He, um, he fired, when they said he fired his trainer, and went back with his brother, I was like, oh, no. Because sometimes, like, when you get that first loss, you fall apart. It happens all the time. You go, what, what went wrong? And you, and you end up pointing fingers. I don't know if this is what happened. I have no idea. I'm just speculating, okay? But I just know that if you're with a trainer who got you to the point where you're undefeated and you arguably beat the greatest fighter of all time, stay with that fucking trainer. Like, that guy is doing very well for you. You beat John Jones. Technically, you didn't beat John Jones, but in the eyes of the people, you beat John Jones, okay? Why? I know it's your brother, and his brother's a good fighter, too, and who knows what happened? Maybe his parents slept with his wife. Who knows what the fuck happened? I'm saying there's probably more to the story than what I'm saying is. Right, right, right. But on a very surface level, stick with what got you there. You're obviously doing well, and you see it all the time, Greg. You see it with like, you leave your agent or your manager or these guys, like they, they're with their wives or their girlfriends and they get some success to like later, I'm gonna go fuck strippers or do that or do that. or They mix it up. And my whole thing is like, you gotta go with what got you there. And if a trainer got you to a point where you're 10 and 0 and one of your wins is against John Jones, that's not the person you should get rid of. Uh, now, that being said, maybe uh, you haven't always felt that way about everybody, though. What do you mean? Well, there are certain fighters like Ronda Rousey, who you wanted her to get away from her coach, who was the guy that got her there. You wanted her to change camps so fucking bad. So yeah, that was that, an that, instance where you were like, true. change coaches, change. But I had, she wouldn't but do I also it. Had she like, was completely committed to the guy that got her there. But I also had extremely inside information from Pete Ronda's camp saying it's not going well in practice. Uh, so, I mean, extremely inside information. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you. You're right. In that case, you're absolutely right. But, CB Gold, was that your inside information? CB <laughs> no, Gold? It was, was he camped out inside of a maxi pad somewhere? If I, if I, one day I should write a book 
I just like if I had like a week to live, uh, I, I think if I you ever think like if I had a week to live, I would just call out everyone I hate and blast everybody who I know is not a good person on Twitter and tell everyone who I love, but also like tell everyone the, like the honest truth about everything. You ever you ever think that? I think that sometimes. I, I was gonna say, isn't that stand up? <laughs> yeah, but even so, isn't that there, what we do? We get up there and we tell them the absolute harsh truth about shit that we're not supposed to. Not really. I mean, yes, to a point. But I'm saying like. Like, like, let's just say that there's a comic out there that everyone thinks is the greatest comic, the greatest guy. And you, you know the guy's a piece of shit. Um, maybe not even to you, but you know he cheats and he does this and that, fucked over everybody. But he's like America's dad or something. Or like Ellen DeGeneres. Sometimes I feel like outing those people. Eventually, I think those people do get outed to a point. Eventually, yeah. it all, especially during this pandemic, it seems like they're really cleaning house when it comes to people that are lying about who they really are. But yeah. I just know that, like, uh, I don't know. With the, with the Ronda Rousey, I have some funny stories about that. But I don't want to, like, you know, people, 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 people trust you. Or they trust me. And I don't want to be like, oh, but it's, just, it's not worth it for the six likes that I want to get on Instagram. Or if people, right. people want to know, they can just ask me. Anyway, so uh, Sean McCorkle's here. Uh, McCorkle, uh, Stylebender Costa, what are your thoughts? Uh, I was um, not only financially broken over it, I was brokenhearted, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I I will never understand. And Coast is a way better fighter than I ever was, and he's better looking, and he's whatever else. He gets humped after the fight better than I ever did. But um, <laughs> I, I do not understand. If you're there to fight, fight, man. Like I, I don't. I don't get it. I would rather lose swinging, even if it's in the first thirty seconds, than just waiting to get beat. I, I don't get it. I, I'll never get. It. I see guys do it all the time. I I don't understand it. Do you think it was an ego thing where he like? Wanted to because he was making faces and, and and laughing and you think he was like I want to prove that I can outstrike this guy in a kickboxing match as a, and you think it was uh trying to save his gas thing because he hasn't really fought a five round fight in a while or like, I mean he's only fought a couple maybe one Romero was that a five round or a three round that was three three, three. I, I don't think he was trying to outstrike him because he wasn't striking so you think he was trying to, he was trying, um, he was trying to save his gas tank to, I I would say he probably had a game plan to, to just, you know, um, pace himself because, I mean, he carries a lot of muscle mass. So, if I had to guess, I would say he, he planned on just taking the first two rounds easy and then going after it the last three. But you can't – I mean, sitting there when a guy kicks you in the leg and you stick your leg out again to have him do it again, that does not that does not demoralize the other guy. That does not shake his confidence. That's just a free shot over and over again. And I don't get it. I don't – anytime you're smiling in a fight, it probably means you're getting your ass kicked, like typically. You know what I mean? So, that's – when those now, guys get hit smile, I mean, I'm like, what are you smiling so, about? I got $2,000 on check A leg kick, but he didn't. Why do guys not check leg kicks? Uh, I guess the guy's style better just too fast, I would assume. You know, like he's just too too good at it. You don't always see it coming. And the thing you can do uh, when he didn't do, I don't understand, when you get leg kicked and you know you got, you're going to get leg kicked because you didn't check it, you got to come back with something, man, a right hand something, do anything to make him think about it the next time. You know what I mean? Like before they throw it, they got to know they gotta, they're going to need a right hand if they do it, you know? Um, but um, Stylebenders, obviously, people are slower on film than they are in person. I'm, I'm sure it's faster than Costa was ready for, but you've got to do something, man. You can't just keep eating them. I, I don't get it. Now, as far as uh, uh, people have been wanting me to ask you about Stylebenders' right tit that was, like, falling off his body. Right. I know, I know that John Jones even tweeted out, like, something's wrong with him. People are now accusing him. Uh, they're calling him Cyclebender. Um, right. <laughs> Do you well, think John Jones for sure knows what gyno looks like. I guarantee you that. Yeah, what is, now, what is gyno? Uh, my understanding is when you take too much test, your body produces, it converts it to estrogen if you don't have a good anti-estrogen. 
Um, and sometimes the antiestrogens have a lot longer detection period than the testosterone does. So guys don't want to take it because they, if you show up for that, that's a, a uh, banned substance also, you know? So guys will take tests. Um, I actually read and heard that there's a test that's out of your system in two days. So my guess would be he's taking tests, hoping he doesn't get uh, pop for two days. And then I uh, just took too much of it, man. And it's everybody's system's different. Like some guys can take, you know, a thousand milligrams a week. Some guys can only handle 200, but that's a, unless he's had surgery or something that is from nothing but steroid use. I guarantee it. Like there's no other explanation. It's never been there before. And then all of a sudden it shows up. Like that's not, you know, it wasn't maybe like doing a push up and landing the wrong way on your shoulder or something. Or that's what, yeah. I mean, his face at the press conference said, all when they asked him about it, his face was like, why are they looking at my titties? Like if he genuinely didn't know what it was, he'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, it's always been like that. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But he got defensive right away, which is always how you know someone's lying, you know? It's like when they ask Brendan Schaub, is he a good comic? And he's like, what's that supposed to mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, there now, it is, the shoehorn strikes again. Now, we were You're saying that, like, that we were talking about the celebration of having sex with the guy in the butt and then jerking off on his coach. Um, yeah. Is that, do you think that should be the limit? Like, or, because eventually it's going to be like a, a gangbang or something. Like, is this going to be right. coming? I mean, I'll tell you what, those guys, can, you do that with a Brazilian dude, uh, he'll get stabbed or something. You do that kind of stuff enough. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that is as disrespectful as it gets. I mean, that's almost as disrespectful as actually jerking off in someone's face. So, um, you know, which is also something Brandon Schaub knows about being disrespectful like that. But, um, <laughs> Well, he, he might not be. He might not be. He calls it getting ready to go on Rogan's podcast. That's what Sean calls it. But, now, now, um, now, I mean, do you think maybe he's not on testosterone? That was a lot of jizz. He went like this, and I heard yeah. testosterone <laughs> like actually limits the amount of jizz that comes out. No, it actually just it shrinks your balls, but the jizz production goes through the roof. Or so oh, I've been really? told. Yeah. So you, okay, I got it. Ooh. Can I just bring this up really quick? And this is with all due respect to Israel Adesanya. Um, Wait a minute. Does this have to do with jizz production? Somewhat, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's in the realm sure, of jizz production. I just want to make sure we're on the same. We're staying on point here. I'd be so, arrested after this to hear what Greg Fry thinks about jizz production, but that's me. So for a while now, there's been these rumors, it's a conspiracy theory or whatever, that Israel Adesanya is actually gay, which, you know, I fully support if he is gay. I think that'd be awesome to have such a dominant gay male champion, dude. But in, I, I brought this up a while back, maybe a couple weeks ago, in this uh, the MMA Roasted YouTube live stream chat. And people were saying that it's fake news, or I'm spreading fake news. But there's a lot of stuff that happened around this fight card that would support the theory that Israel Adesanya may be gay. You know, he, had, he dyed his hair pink. He used, like, this Snapchat filter where it showed, like, a bunch of glitter on his face. He had, like, the George Michael earring during the UFC embedded. He humped Paula Costa's ass, you know. What do you guys think? Have you guys heard about this theory, or do you think this is just a bunch of rubbish? Uh, I don't know. Until, like, he comes out like Eric Trump did today on the news. Um, you know, uh, by the way, Eric Trump announced he was gay today on the news. No, did he really? Yeah, he was on Fox News, and he goes, he goes, the LGBTQ community loves my father. Uh, I am a member of the community. Uh, so that's, but now people are saying he's not gay, but that, that was- Oh weird. my God. Like people, people are saying they don't want to pick out his legs in the air. And then- What? <laughs> and then George Takei says he's not- I think he picked, I think he just picked one of those letters and thought it meant something else. Well, you know, then, there's a plus at the end. It could be anything like in the realm of whatever the plus means. Yeah, maybe maybe he's he just likes you know maybe he likes doing it with fish. Yeah, I like doing it I with fish. That. Nothing wrong with that. Well, then, <laughs> you know, uh, well, I then did George, hear it was weird. Well, 
George, uh, George Takei responded. There's nothing wrong with that. You got to hear George Takei's response. George Takei yeah, says, yeah. Eric Trump saying he's part of the community is like me saying I'm part of the fantasy football community. I may have known what a tight end and a wide receiver are, but I'd be sorely mistaken. So um, <laughs> that's, the, that's the George Takei response. Um, I did hear that when, uh, when they said Adesanya would be the first gay middleweight champion in the UFC that uh, Michael Bisping said, wait a damn minute here. <laughs> hey. Hey. All right. You know what? That's the thing, though. If he is gay, don't you think that? I mean, it's something he won't really be able to to be open about until he's done fighting. Because don't you think? And I'm just putting this out there that it would affect his ability to get fights. He's, and he's, not because I have a problem with it. Because other fighters, you know, it's a very macho sport, very bully dominant sport. I, I don't you think that a lot of guys would be like, I don't want to fight him and have him getting a, a you know a mid fight boner on me. I don't I mean, think anyone cares. I don't. I don't think. I don't think anyone really cares at this point. I think also people don't want to fight him because he'll just beat the fuck out of you, regardless of what. <laughs> that's the excuse they'll use. That guy's too gay for me. I don't want to get. That's what I'm mean, saying. They would use it as an excuse to not take fights with him. Don't you think that could be a no, real thing? At this point, he's the champ, and uh, if you can beat him, you can beat him. Plus, he's not the kind of fighter that kind of lays and prays on you anyway. Uh, it seems like that's the way he's going to lose the fight. Now, Jan Blakovich. All right, so. Like I said, I, I was saying before McCorkle, I, I had a, I was rooting for Dominic Graves. I wanted to win. I got concerned when they said he left his camp and got a new trainer or went back to his old trainer, his brother, Alex Reyes, who's also a really good fighter. But I thought, uh-oh, now's not the time to leave your camp right before, after you fought the best fight of your life or arguably against John Jones. Um, do you think, why do guys leave their camp after their first loss, even if they really should have won? I don't, I don't get it. I think the guys like start looking for someone to blame when they lose, but he should only be blaming the judges for his loss to, uh, to John Jones. Uh, I, I was as sure of him winning that fight as I was that uh, Mayweather would beat McGregor as I was that Khabib would beat McGregor. Like I was as positive of, of I put a ton of money on Reyes winning that fight and was shocked to see him get beat up by a slow white guy. Didn't matter what color he was, but um, like a guy that slow, that uncoordinated, um, it was the biggest upset since Crow Cop lost to Schaub, in my opinion. But uh, I couldn't. I was shocked. Like, I was. Uh, I was shocked at that fight. I couldn't. I thought Reyes looked like a world beater. His last two or three fights, man, just looked terrible in this one. I took a beating at the uh, with a bookie this weekend, man. It was our last weekend was terrible. Now John so, Jones now is now saying he might go back down to two hundred five. I think he was avoiding Reyes. I really do. Said he was like, you know what, this fight's not worth it for me. It's too big of a risk for me, and I'm not getting the upside. If I fight Steve Amiochik, I'll make a lot more money. I could probably win that fight. And he could probably beat Reyes, too. I mean, obviously, he did, you know, he did enough to win. Um, I think Jones kind of runs through Bukovich. I, I, yeah. I do. Um, I think I do at this point. If I can make 305, I don't know about 205. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I would, I'd be jumping back in and fighting 2000, man. That guy, not that he's not tough, not he's not skilled, but that dude looks slow, uncoordinated. I think John Jones will run circles around him, man. I think Dan, Daniel Cormier is talking like he might be interested and come back in and beat him, you know, at 205. So. Well, he said he respectfully declines it. But I think Cormier does come back and beat him. I honestly do. And I'm not – look, you're right. Bukovic is a great fighter. Um, but MMA math does not work. Just because he beat Dominic Graves does not mean he's going to go run through John Jones. Um, yeah. Unfortunately – No, I think John Jones would, would, would absolutely stifle him with his – you know, with all his weird moves that he does and everything. I think it would be very hard for Bukovic to keep him in place long enough to punch his lights out. I would, I would pick John Jones in that fight. 
Yeah, me too. Now, Diego Sanchez, uh, at what point are we going to have an intervention? Where Dude, I've been saying it. Like, I've been saying it. I, I really think we should have an MMA intervention where the guy goes out to the, to the octagon to fight, the lights come on, and all his friends and family are there, and they just say, all right, sit down. Um, <laughs> 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 it's like Madison Square Garden. You got it's a, a pay-per-view event. Yeah. <laughs> Like you got, and then and then you play all their fights that they did well, and then, and then they, they're like, let's look at let's look at your last couple of fights. You know what the thing is though? They even said though when they're leading up to it, they're like, he's got four fights left on his contract. He just wants to enjoy these last four fights. So I mean, it seemed like it's really kind of out there that, and even you could tell his conditioning, he didn't look like he was taking it like I'm on the way up. It looked like, hey, I'm going to fight these last four fights, get these last four checks, and I'm going to have fun doing it. He seemed to enjoy it more than usual, but also not to not making him better. They should have them all the same night, the four fights. Have them fight. <laughs> <every night. laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why the UFC is so against putting a, putting a guy who's old and, you know, toward the tail end of his career against another guy at his level. Like, why, why do they always have to be against the good up-and-coming fighter? Like, put – him and Clay Guida in there again. But no, like that's that. his Starting job. Like his job is to be a litmus test. His job is to yeah. see if they've got what it takes. They, they, you become a stepping stone. You know, that's unfortunate. I mean, they, but that's true. They let other guys build their names off of them, and yeah. that's what they tried to do with me with Mark Hunt when they first the UFC offered me a contract. I said no originally when they offered. I was like ten and zero, eleven and zero, and I was like, uh, no, nah, I'm not interested in fighting for getting my ass kicked for three grand. And they were like, oh, well, we could do six and six. I was like, nah, still not interested. So they called me back with eight and eight. And I was like, well, who would I be fighting? And he said, uh, well, another first-time UFC guy. And I was like, okay, I just don't want to get served up to somebody, you know, because uh, you, you take a big, extremely charming, good-looking heavyweight who's 11 and 0 to make someone else look good, you know, because uh, I've seen them do that to a couple of my – they did that to a couple of my teammates before, like Chris Price who got brought in to make Kendall Grove look good, you know, like uh, – and so they were like, no, no, it would be another first-time UFC guy. And then when the contract came over and said Mark Hunt, I was like, Call him back. Oh, uh-huh. This is like Mark Hunt from Iowa or something, right? Not like the guy from K1. And they're like, <laughs> like well, no, but this is his first time in the UFC, too. And I'm like, yeah, after fighting world-class opponents for the past 10 years. That's You know, or whatever. So that, that's exactly what they tried to do with me, but I spoiled that little plan. Then I got beat up two times in a own cut, so it you didn't, didn't work really, out. You didn't get beat up. I mean, you, you didn't get beat up. You lost. I, I wouldn't say you got beat up. Yeah, I was beating up uh, Stephen Struve, but then uh, Eves Levine stole the victory from me. Not really. Sweet, sweet Struve. Now, now the crazy thing about Diego. Well, first of all, his, his trainer got into it with Matt Sarah. If you saw watched the video, he he confronted Matt Sarah at breakfast in Abu Dhabi, saying, "Why won't you mention my name?" The the the, the MMA media to, and Matt Sarah is not the guy you want to get his no. <laughs> Matt Sarah said, "I don't even know your name, dude. I loved it." <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. He goes, he goes, I didn't respect you before, now I respect you even less. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Sarah's awesome, man. He really is awesome. Um, so, that I mean, but uh, this dude, he goes, go make money off Diego, do what you want, get the fuck out of my face. This trainer is, but when Stefan Bonner is the voice of reason in your corner, <laughs> like, there's a problem with the fight. And I love Stefan Bonner, but they said he was training with Stefan Bonner for the fight. I was like two thirty, fucking yeah. roaring out of his mind, like or he was. Like, why would you take <laughs> that guy? Like, well, you know, no Diego sense. used to Diego used to train with Dan Quinn. Do you know who that is? Did yeah, he went crazy, right? That guy, the Dan Quinn guy, used to do the videos. He would drink stevia all day long and claim it was pure water and it would cure cancer. Like one time, I saw Diego Sanchez after training in the background 
was Dan Quinn making stevia water, and he didn't even mention it. Like he didn't even. I was like, "Is that Dan Quinn in the back training with like Diego Sanchez?" That was, a, and this is this is after Quinn is off the reservation, like on meth, smoking crack on film and everything. He's in the background, Diego Sanchez, and I hit one of my buddies up that knew Diego. I was like, "What is his deal?" He goes, "Do you know Diego?" And I was like, "No." He goes, "That's exactly about right for him." He goes, "That's yeah. that he'd be training with Dan Quinn." He said, "That's about about right." So I was like, "All right." Oh, dude, it's crazy. And look, I I like Diego Sanchez a lot. Uh, but at a certain point, we're like, what are we doing here? You know, um, I'll tell you, it was a funny fight. Was that guy Hakeem Dewado? Uh, because I've been, yeah. hearing, I've been hearing about him forever because he's, he's from Calgary. And everyone kept saying, this guy, this guy, this guy. And then one of those guys, he went to his first fight, he got knocked out in like a minute. Uh, but he just got caught. But since then, he's won like six in a row. He went to SBG to Ireland, left Ireland because he didn't like the camp, went back to Calgary. Uh, but he was like yelling, "Come on, motherfucker!" And then the ref was like, "Watch your language." And I was yeah. like, "What? Like they're in a fucking cage fighting each other? Like let them say whatever they want at this point, you know?" Uh, who's that's not the first time I've seen that happen. The way uh, Robbie Lawler was fighting um, Nick Diaz, they told him to quit talking. I'm like, I didn't know you weren't allowed to talk during the fight. That's weird. Is this? Well, uh, that's Chicago, I fell for the guy because that Ch that Chicago guy would not engage. He just kept. Just kept cycling away from him. It was it was annoying. It was annoying to watch. I can only imagine what it's like. Yeah. And the ref had been saying, "Come on, you got to fight. Come on, you got to fight." And the guy would not fight him. I guess he yeah. felt he was up two rounds, and so if he could just run away from him for a round, he would win. But it was. It, I, I listen. I understood his frustration. I'd be fucking pissed too if you just like, "Come on, fight me. I'll I'll come to you. You come to me. I don't care which. Let's fight." And he just kept just bam, just dancing around. I tell you, what, I went into that fight liking this Chicago guy and left the fight hating him. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. By the way, is this Anthony Gawani or or Don Fry right now? Don Fry. Oh, what's up, Don? How are you? Hi, buddy. How are you? Good. Do you not have video anymore? Oh, you know what, Parker? God, this thing's all screwed up. You know, uh, you got to let me hang up and I'll try it again. But the connection is actually better. Yeah, the connection is better, <laughs> but there's just no video, which is, you know, no big deal. But what do we do? Uh, let's take a vote. Do we have better, do we have video and no connection or connection, no video? Which is better? What do you guys think? I'll take Don for any way I can get him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Greg? I like it. Listen, whatever works for Don. We got him on the line. Let's keep him. Yes. Don, did you watch the fights over the weekend? No, I did. My back went out. I was bedridden, buddy. I to laying on my ass there. Do you need us to call someone? Are you stuck? Are you stuck <laughs> on the floor or something? No, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> Come over and help me. I'm falling. I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do you think is going to win the debates tonight, Trump or Biden? Wonder. Oh, I know it's Trump, man. My man, Trump. That guy, he's awesome. Oh, geez, he just, he, he just got to pick this, this whole skeleton apart. You know, Biden, Biden just doesn't belong in the same arena as Trump. Now, now, uh, did it bother you about the taxes that came out, or no? No, it's nobody's goddamn business. What he does is affect why they why they say on their grass for their straw that they have nothing on on this guy. They got nothing better, you know. So their grass and their straws to try and pull some kind of class warfare. They tried the race angle; it didn't work. You know, 
Ross Warfare. But you don't know why he's buying that bullshit. I guess they had The Rock doing some seven-minute video telling everybody. But, you know, like four days before, The Rock posts some uh, picture of his gate went open outside of his mansion. You know, he had an eight-foot wall, ten-foot wall, what have you. And his gate went open, so he had to rip the gate open to go film a movie. And then he had to have his groundskeeper and um, some other people come around and fix the gate for him. I mean, you know, and, and this guy's going to tell us what it, how, how rough life is in America. Come on. I like The Rock. I, I met him twice briefly, and he's a very nice guy. And he's a fantastic actor, but he's the highest paid actor in the world right now. What the hell does he know about, you know, what's going on? in the rest of the world for real people. Uh, Greg Fry, what would happen if you fought The Rock? First of all, I'd turn The Rock into a jelly bean. That's what he'd be known as after me. They'd be trying to hire him for movies and he'd just blob his way in there and I'd punch him into oblivion, turn him into a little bean bag. That's what I'd do to The Rock. Wow. Take The Rock and just pile of sand. <laughs> I think uh, I think Don Fry would crumble the rock up and uh, take a shot of the like mix him in with the gravel he's obviously taking drinks up every five minutes. Don Fry, there's a video on the internet going, "How good was Don Fry?" And it went through all your fights, and holy shit, did you have some wars, man? I mean, there were fights that like against some some of these guys where you were getting the shit beaten out of you. You just came back and knocked the guy out in the second round, third round. I mean, there was no quit in you. No quit. Yeah, I, 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 got, I, I was real lucky, man. I was real lucky. You know, and so, yeah, shit, I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad I had a rabbit's foot or a horseshoe or whatever, whatever it was, man. I to keep my luck running. I don't think you know, it was luck, man. I think, I think it was hard. I think that's why... By the way, hey, why don't you come back? Come, uh, I actually want to see you. Anyway, you can leave and come back a video. Give me about five minutes. And I'll, All right. I'll be All right. Cool. All right. All right. No Bye problem. <laughs> that guy, what, a, what, an, what an American hero. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you should see, like, if you Google how good was Don Fry. But the guy, the guy who makes it. Oh, I'm going to Google it. Oh, I'm I actually. This. He gave him like an 8.5 out of 10, which that was the end. We're like, no, it's 10 out of 10. But he went through all his fights. And he guy yeah. was very, the guy was actually very complimentary. Um, about, about <laughs> The guy was actually really complimentary. But holy shit, Don Fry. I mean, fighting three guys in a night, four guys in a night, taking kickboxing, fighting again, going in there, like fighting 400-pound fucking gorillas. I mean, just didn't give a fuck. Like, this dude... But that's where MMA was back then, too. You know, it didn't turn into the streamlined weight division, you know, basically the mirror image of a boxing kind of sport until, you know, until recent history. It's it, for a long time, that's what it was. Yeah, but a lot of guys wouldn't, a lot of crazy guys didn't do MMA circus matches. But a lot of guys didn't do MMA because of, of that. You know, like people were like, I'm not yeah. getting that. Are you crazy? But I'm just saying, I mean, that's what it was. That's what it attracted. And you knew that that's what it was going into it. It was, it was circus shit. You know what I always wondered about Don, man? If you watch a guy like Cain Velasquez fight, you can tell he just has by far superior cardio or Clay Guida or something like that. 
I have a feeling that Don's cardio wasn't as great as his heart and balls were, man. Like, he seems like the kind of guy that could fight 15 rounds if need be. And if uh, if, if he didn't have the wind, it's just tough. He'll keep swinging, man. Like, I, I actually I guess there's no way to test it, really, but I really am curious how much it was cardio and how much it was just Don Fry's balls. And Shamrock. No, listen, I can see him totally drinking whiskey between rounds. But he was wearing yeah. shoes. <laughs> like, I can see him having whiskey and nachos. He was wearing wrestling shoes against Sam Shamrock. Wrestling shoes. Like, Shamrock was, like, fucking destroying his ankle. Like, cranking. I mean, he broke his ankle, like, both ankles. And Fry just got up and limped back to the fucking corner and came out again. I mean, like, I'd never seen him like it before. Anyway, so... Conor McGregor tweeted out to Dana White or DM'd him, I want to fight Diego Sanchez. Uh, this is before, this is like a couple months ago in Los Angeles. And <laughs> Dana wrote back, no one would sanction that fight. Like, like what are we talking about? You know? And yeah. uh, Conor then screenshotted it and posted it, like a bunch of it, saying, look, I wanted these fights and I couldn't get them. Which I think makes Connor look bad because why are you calling out guys that aren't even ranked when you're the number two or three guy in the UFC and the most paid guy? I mean, does he have that much respect for Diego or did he want to eat the fight or was he on cocaine? Like, Sean, I know. It sounds like he owes Diego a favor or something like, oh, he's only got four fights left. Oh, man, I got to make this up to him. You know, like. What, what, it's weird why you would, of all people, Diego Sanchez. Sean? Well, I think Diego's got a name, and I think uh, Connor, um, if you read a little more to the story, Connor said he looked at it as part of his season. He wanted to do or he wanted to fight three or four times this year, so he probably figured it would be a filler fight between Khabib and then go beat. I mean, it'd be a pretty easy fight. I mean, nothing with Diego's necessarily easy, but Connor wins that fight 10 times out of 10, so. I just figured he could get another win, you know, another Donald Cerrone-style win. And I would – I mean, I would have loved to have fought the worst guy in the UFC with the biggest name every single time if I could have, you know. Like, give me a guy that should have retired 10 years ago because every win's so hard to come by. So. But do they have filler fights in the UFC? I mean, I mean, how rare – No, they don't. That's – yeah. That's why it doesn't make sense because they don't do that. So. Then, then he tweets out that he's boxing Manny Pacquiao in the Middle East, which he'll get destroyed by Manny Pacquiao. I mean, because Pacquiao won't carry him like Mayweather kind of did. And Pacquiao will train. I don't see that fight going over three rounds. Anybody that thinks Mayweather didn't carry uh, McGregor is insane, man. Um, It was was obvious he could end that fight. I mean, he may have been careful the first round or two, but he could have ended that anytime he wanted, man. There's not, it's not even close. Oh, absolutely. He definitely was like, he let it get to about round six before it was like, okay, we, they've gotten their money's worth. Here we go. Yeah, you know. get your money's worth and leave, leave a possible rematch. Pacquiao, on you say that, yeah. but Pacquiao isn't Pacquiao anymore. I mean, Pacquiao is like, I, I mean, he's so far out of the game. I mean, with all the stuff he was doing, at, you know, in politics and the, trying to do music and everything. I mean, the last time I saw him, he looked like garbage. No. I would actually pick McGregor. No, he looked, no, 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 you haven't been following Pacquiao. He won his last five fights against Adrian Broner, against uh, – he beat what's name? I was like, he beat a bunch of really good guys. He looked uh, weaned off. Oh, then I guess he, he's done some comeback trail that I'm completely unaware of because last Pacquiao. time I saw him, it was awful. Yeah, no, he. I understand that he he fought a guy. He won his last five fight. The one guy he beat was like super good, uh, who was undefeated. Um, got the guy's name, but no, he's well. Uh, if he's refocused back, if he's refocused and back in shape, 
Well, that might be a different story then. You know, yeah. the fight to make, man, is De La Hoya and uh, McGregor because he could win that fight. Like, that's a that's a doable fight for McGregor. If they get, and, he, and De La Hoya still has one of the biggest names in boxing. Well, uh, weren't they trying to? Weren't they trying to put that one together? They talked about it, but Dana White hates – he hates – Oscar so much, I doubt it'll happen. But uh, I did see they're trying to do a chair. You see, they're going to do an exhibition match. Him and Poirier agreed to it. It'll never happen because the UFC would sue him. But they're trying to. He's trying to fight uh, Poirier in, I in Ireland for charity. They said. So. Um. So, uh, Window, do we have his last couple fights, Pacquiao? Uh, Keith Thurman was his last fight, and before that was Adrian Broner, and then Lucas Mathis. Yeah, and he beat all three of those guys, and Keith Thurman was like at the top of his game. Um, so Pacquiao's still, and he went through Broner easily. So I don't think that uh, McGregor does very well against Pacquiao. I don't think it. Uh, so Bellator. I don't know. These aren't guys that I've heard of. No. Again, not... I haven't been following boxing much in years. But these are, don't sound like guys. <laughs> So maybe he's back and focused and only doing fighting again. And if so, then, then it would be a more interesting fight. But the last version of Pacquiao I saw, I would actually think McGregor could beat him. So Bellator has now moved to Thursday, which is good. They're actually not telling anyone what day of the week now. Not only do they not tell about the fights, but they just move the days around. Uh, it's good. So uh, they have a very interesting uh, marketing strategy where you have to actually find them. Um, this is good. So this Thursday night, Paul Daly – is fighting Derek Anderson. Uh, good fight. Guess what, Joe? What's up? The wait is finally over. Football is back. Now, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action on Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. How great is that? And you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head to Bet Online, online today, and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Check it out. Yeah, is it, is it yeah, my Wi Fi that's freezing? Yeah, I watched you guys for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because the other, the other guys stayed with me and then we were all still live. So, okay, is, is it better now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Derek Anderson's a good fighter. Uh, he's an underrated fighter. Paul Daly's a guy that has crazy knockout power but, and always loses to the, the top tier guys or loses a lot of times, but then beats everyone else. Uh, good fight. It's, it's from Italy. Um, but Bellator, I like them moving to Thursday night. And 17. God damn, that's a lot of fights. What, 17 fights this week? No, 42 and 17. Yeah, That's yeah. a lot of fucking fights. Yeah, 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 yeah. God damn. Paul Daly, what a warrior. Yeah, no, no, no joke. But he, he lost to MVP. He loses to guys like he lost to, I think, well, I think John Roy McDonald he lost to. But, but he beats, uh, I think he'll beat Derek Anderson. This uh, Saturday, they have another fight in Italy uh, that they didn't tell anyone about. But I like Bellator's marketing strategy. Just if you don't tell anybody about it, then, uh, <laughs> then like, the, and, then the, and then the guys lose. So does it really count as a loss? It's like, um, kind of like if a tree falls in the forest, no one hears it. Um, so, is my internet better? Or am, I, am I am I still freezing? It's still cutting in and out for me. 
Yeah, yeah. same. Oh, this fucking Wi-Fi sucks. If I change the Wi-Fi right now, will 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 the whole stream collapse? Oh, you just have to Probably. end the stream first, and then you have to edit both the uh, parts together to make one. I mean, well, right now, now you're fine. Okay. All right. So Saturday night, Fire Island, uh, Holly Home, Irina Dana. Holly Home has had more title fights than actual fights. Uh, <laughs> seems, like, <laughs> seems like she's always like uh, gonna get a title fight no matter what happens. I think she beats Irina Dana. I mean, if you look at Holmes, she's only really lost to Nunez, and uh, she lost to uh, Cyborg. Cyborg. She only lost to, like the top top girls. Um, Irina Dana. I think I think I think Holmes wins this. Uh, McCorkle. Yeah, I just saw her beating up Stevo uh, in a video. So if she can beat up Stevo. <laughs> she can beat up any other woman, I guess. So. Right? Uh, you, you know me, I love Holly Holm. She's my girl. So, but it seems like anytime I pick her, she loses. But again, this is, I mean, this is a fight she should win. You're like strangely attracted to her. Not strangely, but it seems like that, like you like her the most out of all the girls in MMA. Oh, I do. I do. I think she's the hottest one of all the girls. She's the one I like. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, she's not, she's not, not that she's not attractive, but you think she's more attractive than like Paige Van Zandt? Yeah, I do actually. And well, she hasn't done the fake titty thing, and I'm not a big fan of fake tits. And you know, yeah, and she's a better fighter. So I mean, I definitely like her more than Patriots. I think she's hot. I think she's hot, man. I like her Instagram. I follow the whole thing. You think she's? How hot do you feel about the uh, Stylebender's real titties? <laughs> Dude, Scott, that one, that right titty just looked delicious. Yeah, I um, just just lean over me and dip it in my mouth. Uh, oh gosh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a visual I, I did not want to eat that titty. Don Fry. Yeah. Okay. Did anybody ever offer you steroids back in the day? Uh, I didn't eat them, man. You know, I, I was donating. I was donating testosterone. You know, I about <laughs> a gallon. You know, I sell it about a gallon. But now. I picture again. I don't have video. Jesus. That's okay. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Now, could you tell a difference between a guy that was on steroids in the gym? And a guy that wasn't? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's simple. I mean, when, when they have round shoulders is one thing, you know? And then uh, when they have a little meat on the, on the uh, cheekbones, you know, the, uh, the jawbones and the cheeks, you know, get a little square. And, you know, and then, then when they, they start yelling at the, uh, at the gym uh, weights, you know? <laughs> Now it seems like Stylebender in his fight, his his tit was falling off. Uh, like all of a sudden, Israel Adesanya's right nipple was like hanging off his body. A lot of people are speculating that's because he was on something. With with your experience, have you seen guys? Now Sean McCorkle says that only happens really when a guy does too much testosterone. Those who want to take an estrogen blocker to to cancel out testosterone, and then all of a sudden your tit starts falling off. Uh, do you know anything yeah, about that? Yeah, you got bitch tits. You know, you, it looks like uh, you're ready to go nurse, nurse a baby. You know, so, yeah, it's real simple. And you look at their chest, and around their nipple, there's a ring around their nipple. So that's a, that's a dead giveaway. You know, that, that's fatty tissue, you know, that, that's developed around it from the estrogen. Also, also during the fight, one guy was screaming and cursing at the other guy for not fighting. The ref said, watch your language. 
is that the ref's job? No, that's that's plain stupid. That's that's protecting, you know, the uh, snowflakes out there so they don't get their feelings hurt or, you know, get get frightened because somebody's using uh enforcing work, you know, uh harsh words. Yeah, that's that's the referee he's just said all of that. All right, now uh and more news, Colby Covington said he accepted the fact uh, the fight against Masvidal. He said that he's Masvidal's daddy uh, and that he's going to beat him in Miami at, in December or January. He said he used to beat him all the time. They were training partners. He used to make Masvidal cry uh, and that he's going to feel bad when he's doing it, but he's going to have to take his money. Uh, how do we see this fight going, uh, McCorkle? Uh, I think uh, Colby takes him down and controls him the whole fight and uh, beats him by decision. Uh, I don't think he'll stand and trade with him, especially as much as they've sparred together. Um, although Colby's ballsy enough, he might, but I think he'll uh, use his wrestling. I think he'll take him down. Uh, it'll look like uh, similar to Usman Masvidal, except uh, it'll be uh, Colby, a Trump supporter, doing it instead of a Black Lives Matter supporter. Well, uh, Masvidal is also a Trump supporter. Uh, actually, went to his rally, and Ben Askren called him. Donald Trump says, Masvidal's here. Uh, they were saying this next guy is the young, big, next big thing in the UFC against Masvidal. It didn't work out too well. Fucking Askren hears this and goes, I can't catch a break. Uh, but then, <laughs> but then changed his Twitter handle to young upcoming fighter. It was kind of funny. Uh, uh, Don Fry. How do we see that fight going, uh, Masvidal versus Colby? I have a great fight because what you got, you got two strong-willed, intelligent, conservative men, and I'll go out there and uh, they know what the, what the job to do is, so they're not going to fart around and flutter around and run from each other. So they have to yell and cuss, you know, to cause somebody to fight. Uh, they're going to go in there and and they're going to tear each other's skin off. You know, I mean, it, it, it is feathers going to fly. It's going to be a great fight. So you don't think liberals make good fighters? Hell no, I don't think they make good fighters. I don't think liberals make good anything. But uh, uh, bound in the dirt. <laughs> uh, uh, Greg Fry, uh, what what would you do if you fought a liberal? Well, the first thing you got to do is you got to take them for tea. That's, uh, that's the only way you're going to bait them into showing up. That's the first thing. And then you want to just, just throw feathers at them, and that'll knock them out. Wow, liberals really are not very tough. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Don Fry. You're the greatest of all time. Uh, you're dead, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. They are right. <laughs> Now, also on this card, I can't wait for this fight. My, my girl, Juliana Pena, is fighting Jermaine Durandame. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Me, me and friend, Weed Dog wife, don't get to wait, weigh in on this because I think Masvidal wins this fight. My, 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 my wife's staring at me right now. Uh, okay, what? No, because I'm, I'm, I'm only getting Wi-Fi here. Uh, so, okay, yeah, what, you think Masvidal wins this fight? Yes, I think Masvidal wins this fight. I think he specifically focuses on takedown defense, forces him to stay on the feet, and uh, and fights a smarter fight. I like Masvidal in this one. I think he'll outthink him. You think it's because you're a racist? That's because you're a racist. <laughs> That's white man. 
Colby in the last run. I'm picking Masvidal on this one. I think he's gonna out. I think he'd be again much like uh, we just saw. I think he'll be more clever than Colby. Well, we're gonna get Colby on the podcast pretty soon. Uh, nice. We'll have to get him to weigh in on it. Wean Dog, who do you like in this fight? Well, after watching the video of Colby and uh, Hardy Masvidal wrestling in the apartment, I don't know if you guys saw that, but Colby fucking demolished George Masvidal in wrestling and jiu-jitsu for like 10 minutes straight. So just based off of that, I'm going to pick Colby all day. Based on a video from seven years ago. Uh, no apartment. striking. No striking at all in, in the video. Just pure grappling. no striking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That so makes I pick sense. Colby. <laughs> all right. All right. So this week, uh, Juliana Pena creating GDR. GDR, I like GDR, but she seems to be a master of punching people after the bell. Yeah. Uh, remember against Holly Holmes, he like knocked her out three times, which I think that's like back, that's like Don Fridays of like the fight doesn't end ever. Um, but uh, Pena, it's a tough fight for Pena because she's not going to beat her on the feet, I don't think. GDR is like amazing at kickboxing. Pena has that toughness factor. And I think she beats her. I know she beats her in grappling and wrestling, but she's got to take it to the mat because she's. You don't want to trade with GDR uh, in this fight. Um, Don Fry. Hey man, I know Pena's so damn beautiful. And now she gets my vote for anything and everything. <laughs> uh, what would you do if you had a date with Pena? Where, where where would you take her? What wouldn't I do if I had a date? <laughs> Uh, McCorkle, who do I would uh, start some more. I would uh, invent some uh, new, new laws against humanity and against the universe. Uh, Greg Fry, what would you do with Pena? First, <laughs> the first thing I would do to her, and then uh, slather her in hot sauce to the fish brine, and then around. Wow. Got it. Got it. So, um, McCorkle, who do we like in this fight? How do I follow Ray? McCorkle, who do we like in this fight? Dodgeball. I'm going Juliana Pena, uh, just because uh, she's really nice. I don't know. No, I, everything you said, man. Um, I thought she retired, though. Am I wrong that she's not fought very many times the past couple of years? She, well, had, a she baby. had a baby. She had a baby. Oh, well, that explains she had, it. She had a baby with a cop from Chicago. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. What? She had a baby with a cop from Chicago. She's very pro-police. She's, she's, I, th I think she aligns with, your, with a lot of your politics, Don. She's from, she's, uh, from Venezuela. She's uh, one of these people that doesn't want to. Uh, I don't want to speak for her, but it seems like it seems like she uh, she's definitely supports the people in blue. Let's put it at that, which is awesome. Oh yeah, she's lived, she lived in socialism. She knows what a failure that fucking theory. You know, the socialism—it's a failed, a failed theory of government that communism never worked. All it does is set up, you know, a dictatorship for for one. One or uh, several people to uh, just shit on the rest of the uh, country. Greg, uh, I like Duran in this one uh, just because Pena's been out of the game for a while. I mean, I like her coming back, 
I think she's probably going to be pretty determined and focused, but I think they gave her a tough fight in Durandame, man. I think Durandame beats her. Queen Dog? I think we saw in Dramandamine versus Amanda Nunez. Dramandamine's uh, uh, takedown defense is not, you know, at that at a high level right now. But I hope she worked on that a lot since the Amanda Nunez fight. If she can uh, defend the takedowns against Juliana Pena, I think she'll have this fight in the bag easily. Also, Carlos Condit fighting Court McGee, uh, which those two guys are legends. Uh, Kyle Condit kind of fell off the map a little bit. Um, <laughs> he fell off the calendar. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's I, like I, an I old as shit. Yeah, but so is Cor McGee. Cor McGee yeah. is a guy that's been around forever. There's a guy that like, I think he like died at one point from a drug overdose, came back to life. <laughs> he's a he's a he's like a really good dude. Um, I don't have to fight. Uh, all the all the all the good dudes do that. Yeah, I'll just say <laughs> usually the best people I know die. Nice. Yeah, yeah. All the best nice. people overdose and then find the, their way back. Not to say no, that I don't die from the an overdose. He went. He went to uh, one of Adam's uh, shows and went home to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, that happens at my shows actually a lot. Uh, I uh, I die on. I did actually had a show one time and somebody actually passed out. They had to call the medics. I'm like, wow, I'm really killing right now. It was just one thing after another. Uh, yeah, and then like, it was crazy. So Jin Yu Fry, who's uh, another girl who's like beautiful. I think she's like half Korean. She's a- Oh yeah. Like a Marie, I don't know. She's like a, some kind of a scientist, like a rocket scientist slash doctor. She was an Invict champion. She's a, she's a really, really good fighter. She's fighting Laura, look, boon me. Um, <laughs> what? That is legitimately, I'm staring at it right now. And it's spelled L-O-O-K, look, Boone, B-O-O-N, me, M-E-E. Look, look Boone me. Like, <laughs> that sounds like something you yell when you jump off a water slide. <laughs> I mean, either, either it's look boomy or look bone me. I mean, this, I mean, this girl had to be a fighter, right? Because like, it's, it's, yeah, you're setting yourself up for, for, for uh, a lot of jokes with that last name. <laughs> <laughs> Look, boomy. That sounds like that's like Brendan Schaub's comedy name. Uh, I'm gonna say that's how he finishes every set. Okay, look, just boomy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, there's a thing we'll talk about this next week. But like that, uh, that go fun. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, all right. So there's a lot of anyway. All right. So. <laughs> I don't even know how to get into it. Watching, watching Adam sidestep. I don't even know. I don't even know how Very to. Very curious it. now. Yeah, he's like, know. we're gonna be. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to cover here. Um, all right, so uh, it's gonna be a great week of fighting. Uh, what do you got coming up, Greg Wilson? Uh, whole lot. You know, I, I, you know, I just turned down another one of these. Outdoor shows. I'm just not. I'm just not there yet. I'm not ready yet. I don't know. I don't feel safe yet. So I, I'm dying to get back on stage, but I'm also dying to, to not die. So right. I've been kind of. So that's kind of a bummer. So I'm just doing this show. I got uh, my pod, the fantasy football show that I do, fantasy football harsh reality, uh, on, which is on you know Apple, iTunes, Apple, and 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 uh, Google Music and all that bullshit. So, but that's it. That's all I'm doing, homie. Joe, what do you got? Go and subscribe to The Joe Perez Show on YouTube and follow me on social media at The Joe Perez Show. Uh, Don Fry, what's going on with you? Yeah. Anything you want to plug? Yeah, my, my uh, youngest daughter's got to come home for the weekend and make me uh, shimmer horses. 
feet. So that'll end up putting me in bed again for a few days uh, after I get that done. And uh, then when I get out of bed, I'll, I'll go out and work on the, the roof and try not to fall off the roof again. Well, we're all pussies. We're all pussies <laughs> compared to Don Wait, Fry. Wait, your daughter's going to make you horse feet? Uh, what, what, what was that? Make you what? Trim the horse's feet. You know, but shoe them. You, you got to trim their feet. Yeah, you either trim their feet or else you, you, you clip their feet and then put shoes on them. You know? Oh, okay. So you're actually going to be working with horses. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought yeah. he was making you like a stew made of horse meat <laughs> that you were going to drink and then let the toxins flow out of your body and then go out. And then I thought you were going to uh, do some roping of some kind. With <laughs> your rope. Work. He didn't work on the roof. Wait, wait. Oh, work on, on wait, the roof. Wait, Don, Don, last week you broke your back. Okay, you couldn't get up the back. Now you're going to trim horse feet and work on the roof? Well, yeah. I mean, shit, I had, I had four days off. I mean, come on. You don't think I, maybe... I, I can't <laughs> back forever. I don't know if this is a good idea, Don. I mean, it just seems like, you know, you might want to take it easy, relax, uh, maybe even just sit up and watch some football or fighting. Yeah, I don't Fuck know about... Football. Watch football. I haven't watched football since that dumbass started kneeling. And I won't watch it until all of the bastards start standing up in an ass lamp. They can all kiss my ass. Oh, oh, right. Okay, all right, all right. Now, if you don't mind, I gotta go bend iron. There's all this random iron laying around, and I gotta bend it into various shapes. <laughs> I just don't know if you should work on the roof right now. And then a horse feet. What, what if the horse kicks you or something or hurts you? The last thing that horse ever does. <laughs> Don, what, what if you get kicked by the horse? If I get kicked by the horse, I get kicked by the horse. Big deal. It happened. You know, my that, horse, horse. That, horse. that horse better get worried about getting kicked by Don Fry. Exactly. How, how many times has the horse kicked you, Don? Shit. I used to get kicked all the time when I was a farrier. You know, I did that for a living for seven years. You know, and shit, that's a part of the, part of the game, partner. Wow. Uh, Greg, have you ever been kicked by a horse? Hold on, I'm looking up farrier. <laughs> <laughs> just so everyone knows, because I was like, I had a vague idea of what it was, but I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> what but is a farrier? In fact, it is a specialist in equine hoof care. Okay. Trimming and balancing horses' hooves and placing shoes on their hooves. So they legitimately work. This is one of his many jobs is, is actually shoeing horses. Don, when were you a farrier? Uh, shit. Uh, after I got done um, uh, doing the pro boxing for a year and a half, I was so good at it, so I had to find, you know, a new line of work, and uh, so I, I started working with a guy named Stoney Newping, and then I got on with the Santa Fe Fire Department, I was with them for a year, and uh, me and the, the, that then wife couldn't, you know, I, she, she worked, I worked two jobs, and uh, we couldn't make it, so I had to pack up, head back to uh Arizona, drop her off. I went to Oklahoma Horseshoe School in Oklahoma City, you know, and then I came out and I worked with a guy named um, Tyler Basinger, who's a 
hardest working guy I've ever seen in my life, man. Best, best barrier walking this planet, you know, hardest working guy. If I worked half as hard as him, you know, training for fights, tell it. Nobody would touch me, you know? Shit. Well, most that people think Failure is is uh it's a kind of a soft name for a very hard job. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's like calling an iron worker a uh, you know uh, uh, a clothier. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a clothier. What do you do? I bend iron all day and I, I weld it together. I'm a I'm a clothier. Well, listen, you know, like, Don. I, I got I got I actually have a Zoom show I'm doing in five minutes. Uh, I'm not even kidding. Uh, I got hired to do a corporate show. Um, but listen, the, you guys, this has been hilarious. Don, be careful. I don't want to hear about you falling off the roof onto a horse. Okay, so not again, not again, not again. All right, <laughs> <laughs> not free, uh, not free week, bro. No, absolutely not. Uh, if you're in Minnesota, I'm at the House of Comedy this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, at the Mall of America. Uh, come see me perform. Uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a great week, guys. Love you guys. Take care, buddy. Take care, buddy. Take care, buddy.